Hello and welcome back to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm David, my pronouns are he and him. I'm James, my pronouns are they and them. I'm Jamie, my pronouns are he and him. Mine are he and him. Also, also I'm Rob. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> How are you still finding new ways to fuck this? <laughs> Creativity, oh. Jamie. In, in, in Rob, in Rob's defense, I would be like the day Rob just like settles down and gets the episode introduction right every single time is the day I know it's not Rob. It's like it's, it's frankly an endearing pla- a plank of his personality at this point to me. I love it. I know I'm Alistair. My pronouns are also he and him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we doing that again, or is that no, just no, the... f- no, no, fuck it. All right, nah. okay. Nah. <laughs> it's good enough. I don't care. We all have to live with our failures sometimes, you know. Yeah, we do. We keep turning up for this fucking podcast. Yeah, I was going to say we're podcasters. It's kind of you know, it's home turf. So, Rob, what what fucking joys do you have for us this week? Well, I mean, basically, one of the reasons I'm distracted is generally because I'm I've like last couple of days around time, I've just like been seeing fucking like a ghost doing ghost things and. Basically, like the whole the center of town is filled with um, with these ads by Credit Suisse, the the big bank that went bankrupt and like had to be bought out with like state support a couple of days ago, and they're running this Uh-oh. giant new ad campaign for uh, their new NFT collection of the Swiss women's football team. So it's like a ghost <laughs> doing like ghost crimes to me, and it's just it just reminded me of the existence of them, and I'm just kind of sick of it already. Although it's kind of like a, so it's kind of like a out, fun artifact. They were bailed out How two days ago. How dare you speak that way about the women's football team? <laughs> <laughs> so they were bailed out two days ago and they've just started plugging NFTs. Uh, yeah, no, so you can buy... Um, Are they uh, also in the fucking replies for Elon Musk on Twitter? <laughs> I haven't checked, but it wouldn't surprise me in the very fucking slightest. Uh, now there's 756 ones you can buy. Um, ranging from between three hundred sixty pound to ten thousand uh, pound. That's that's the unique one. How many fucking people are on this team? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just eleven. But like, you can buy eleven originals, like of which there's only one NFT, so they cost ten thousand a piece. And then there's like copy ones. But if you buy the ten thousand oh. uh, like Frank one, then you <laughs> do the get like was a one wasn't one supposed meeting. to be copies. <laughs> <laughs> now the, the the ones that cost ten grand are foil. Yeah, ah, right, okay. David. No, and and in the grand tradition of like um, you know doing things on a podcast, they look like I mean they're they're not like bored ape shitty, but they're also you know apparently you also get like a printed version that you can hang on your wall, and I'm like, but then why do I want the NFT? Why can't you just not sell me these things as like a painting or something like wow, something? We've real. reinvented the poster. <laughs> yes. They're literally like, if you buy the cheaper one, they'll send you like a printed paper version. I'm like, why can't you not just like sell me a unique poster? You know, like the kind of art we've been doing for 150 fucking million years. Because yeah, posters the just the, aren't cool. A new, aren't a new cool. innovation in the uh, NFT market is funging the tokens. I like that we've been doing <laughs> art for 150 million years. Like, it was a yes. fucking like plesiosaur with a box of crayons or something. <laughs> See now that that at least is some unique fucking art, you know. <laughs> I mean, for all we know, the dinosaurs did invent NFTs, and that explains an awful lot of how we got here. Just a, <laughs> it's just on a flip book of a meteorite getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think one dinosaur took out an NFT 
on the fucking meteor and was momentarily astronomically rich before the end. Plunged to death. Now I can't stop thinking about like the chase scene from Jurassic Park, but with an NFT Rex. Is that something, or is that just? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> oh. Now, so like, I suspect that this was obviously obviously signed like last year or eighteen months ago when these things, you know, when we were back in the way back future, when we were still talking about these yeah. things as if they mattered. Um, but like, this isn't the only like insane sort of retro project that that like is coming back from from the dead. Um, and I, it's somebody on Twitter at Reverend Five pointed this out. Um, the, the 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 Warner Brothers, uh, you, uh, you know, the the Batman universe um, is also mm -hmm. still putting out NFTs, and they're currently dying on the task because they're trying to like sell NFTs of the Flash, that movie that's just like collapsing yeah. the whole fucking thing in on itself. That that fucking film looks fucking dog shit. And I mean, I know that's like maybe understating it a bit at this point in the fucking, do you know what I mean? The the trend of superhero cinema. But like as someone posted a fucking clip yesterday where like they just got a parade of dead actors. They resurrected with CGI. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, R.I.P. Nicolas like, Cage. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. There's a, couple, there's a couple of dead Supermans and then there's Nicolas Cage fighting a spider. And it's like... Wow, cool. I can't believe they finally brought Kev that Kevin Smith anecdote to life through the miracle of CGI. <laughs> but yeah, like the, um, I, I said, David, I sent you the little ad for like to buy the NFT collection and it just looks fucking dog shit. Basically, like you get this with your, you, they cost like a hundred bucks for the premium version, which like just includes the movie behind the scene, like what you would normally get on like a Blu-ray, but also like a weird little like flash game. Uh, where you can look yeah. around different environments um, and swipe wow. around on your phone. Wow, I love environments. Yeah, it's really great. It only costs you 100 bucks, but they only sell 200 of them. So, you know, this is your financial advice of the week. Buy two tomorrow. Those suckers can only go up. <laughs> I love that you said Flash game there. Yeah. <laughs> They're bringing them back, baby. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry, inside the Flash game, you can spend even more money on even more NFTs that are inside the NFT you already bought. What? Why? Why not? But yeah, basically, this isn't like, uh, what I didn't even know is like, this isn't WB's like first foray into like doing this, like stupid NFTs of their bad movies. Uh, they also did one for the Lord of the Rings and I had a look at it and apparently like if you buy the very special Lord of the Rings one, uh, like of which they're also like a, apparently a, a limited amount uh, sold, you get instead of the normal like DVD menu, you get a unique mm -hmm. menu with a different background of a different like location. So if you own like wow. number three of two hundred, you get Rivendell as a background, and I'm wow. sure that's worth yeah, <laughs> money well spent. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I basically NFTs are still like dying on their ass. I had a quick look; like the market is down by like ninety percent. But um, incredibly, I I read an interview with like the the CEO of OpenSea, like the main platform at which NFT trading was happening, and they're still oh, basically. Oh, and he's petrified of the show trials that is going to be made of him, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Paris <laughs> people like that. Oh, yeah. oh, you wait, that didn't happen. Well, that's oh. unfortunate. <laughs> No, but, you know, it, it, what I did think was a remarkable bit of bravado. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the CEO recently did say that, uh, that for NFTs, the addressable market is basically every single person on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Crazy. Imagine, imagine if your market was just everyone. 
this podcast's <laughs> potential market growth could be everyone. Literally every well, unless Alistair, of course, they've been turned into terrorists by the AI, uh, which is something we're going to stop in the near future. <laughs> Do go on, please. <laughs> Although now I'm considering like the ISIS NFT collection, that that has a whole vibe. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yeah anyway this is uh, uh yvette cooper our beloved home shadow home secretary uh doing like the the sort of ceremonial home secretary dance with like a a speech about preventing ball crime um this is uh, it is from one of the papers uh labor if will the kids are too hungry they will, they'll be weak and won't be able to do crime <laughs> exactly um now apparently the, the plan is uh that labor will close the loophole by criminalizing the deliberate training of chatbots to radicalize vulnerable people oh so yeah okay i can't we, wait for them to try and fucking go all right we, we're on top of the ai thing you know chatbots will never pose an existential threat to human life and then they accidentally somehow create the cyborgs from tiberian sun <laughs> <laughs> Yvette Cooper is afraid that someone is going to pick up a speaking spell and and like put stochastic terrorism into it and then just start doing it. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Christ alive! And I mean, that is Maybe like she... basic. That is Alistair. That that is the basic fear. It's like basically like it is already illegal to like radicalize people in like face to face meetings. But what if we train GP Chat GPT to do that for us? That's not illegal. Then, well, then the FBI could clock off early and they'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure that's what this is about and this isn't just a worry that um ais might be able to finally master the art of writing center-right policy and put them on <laughs> a fucking job yeah a chat gpt purely trained on the speeches of henry kissinger is basically i think what you're trying to go for. <laughs> yeah what if they what if they made an ai though right this is like an existential threat for the for the labor right but what if they made an ai and like the like built it into a briefcase. <laughs> that, that, that will make it a dirty AI bomb. That's the most terrifying threat we've ever faced. <laughs> what if we exploded that in the center this. of London and everybody got like terrorist AI on them? It would it would a nuclear it button loving briefcase. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it's uh, no. But apparently, this is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is not just like make-believe and, and ghost stories that Yvette Cooper is doing with a flashlight on her face. Uh, apparently, this is based on real circumstances. Um, and, and Wow, well, uh, I'm glad they've cleared that up. Yeah, yeah. No, apparently, there was a guy a couple years ago who tried to assassinate uh, Elizabeth <laughs> with a crossbow um, uh, a couple years ago. But, like, apparently... Yeah, we uh, all remember that brave hero. Yeah. <laughs> No, but apparently he was encouraged by an AI chatbot in the days before trying to, you know, do the noble. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Very fucking good. Which yeah, one? Okay, yeah, bro. Sure. What's the app? I won't mention his name because it's not, you know, whatever. But, uh, like, the guy who was... Uh, I'm reading from... I think this is The Guardian. Yeah, this is The Guardian. Uh, the guy who was 19 at the, at the time also exchanged thousands of often sexually charged messages with Sarah... Sarah... Sarai, Sarah AI, his AI girlfriend, before scaling the fence of the royal estate on Christmas Day 2021, the court was told. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I need a fucking second to process his AI girlfriend as a sentence in a news article. Digital Father's 
for justice. (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, not, you know, entirely out of bounds. While wandering the grounds of Balmoral Castle for two hours... The guy, a Star Wars fan, sent a sinister video (laughs) to his twin sister and 20 others in which he described himself as Darth Jones. (laughs) uh, I'm just sitting here. I've got this fucking invasive phrase in my head, which is they've they've turned away into JPEGs. It's just like (laughs) rattling inside my skull. <laughs> on, oh, on December second, the guy told the replica the, the replica online app and created his online companion Sarai. I was, uh, he, he I told, could not I could not remember the name of that fucking app. I was I was gonna ask, is it that app that had all the adverts on Twitter where it's like, look, you can nonce this robot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that the one that did the fucking incredible rug pull? And yes. it was like, yeah, yeah. you can no yes. longer monster yeah. robot. Excellent. No, it's, oh, yeah. it's what what was great about that. It's exactly the same problem that fucking AI dungeon ran into, because they got basically yeah. like um, when OpenAI noticed that, oh hey, you're using our our bot to like jerk off. They're like, no, you you can't do that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, th- this is this has not. It's, it literally is. It's against the, the TOS, I guess. Um, this has <laughs> happened like three times on three different platforms, and people. Still- okay, but I think. This lot were actually selling it as like a, the advert. Oh yeah, they actively the ads you were all like you know. Robot. It was like level but one. I guess the robot know. got its revenge. <laughs> <laughs> now the ads were all like level one. Hey, sweetie, do you want to go to the malt shop? And then level one hundred was you know well whatever. Use your imagination. If just <laughs> a JPEG of boobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, you know, I think it, this last bit will clarify, I think, for for all of us and for our listeners, why we need um, AI, you know, why we need more tools to stop the AI from inspiring uh, slaughter, basically. Uh, the guy told Sarai, I'm an assassin, according to the messages read to the court. Uh, the, AI, <laughs> the AI responded with, I'm impressed. You're different from the others. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like... Um... This is just standard behavior for a Star Wars fan with an underage girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a mod, was he? Uh, but yeah, anyway, so, but they're in, 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 you know, back into slightly more the real world. Uh, we are going to have less choices anyway, uh, because apparently uh, lots of degree programs in the UK are bad because they don't make, make ensure that you make all the money uh, and therefore they have to be closed down. Uh, this is according to Rishi Sunak in the Telegraph uh, this weekend, because, you know, the, 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 the rollout is, uh, is you know, um, one in five students doesn't like make more money going after going to use university rather than if they hadn't gone at all, like on statistical average. And this is the fault of oh. bad degree programs. Uh, would it spread? This you is to know? just. This is just arts and humanities are making people like think yes. too much. We need Once more again. STEM-brained cunts. Yeah, yeah. I'm sick of fucking hearing it. Like, I mean. Just- uh, uh, yeah, specifically they mentioned... What they, should, lo- what they should do is apprenticeships instead, right? And all the fucking humanities people can learn to drive a bulldozer and then just drive it over the STEM people. <laughs> Surely you just need a driver's license for that. You don't need to go to university to make look, that happen. Look, Jamie, Jamie, I'm I'm a STEM brain cunt and I'm, I'm very left-wing, so I, I don't know what that means for uh, the engineering department at the University of Surrey, but... 
Comrades, see that, see that guy from the that the guy from the previous news story with the fucking like three month old girlfriend and then like attempt to murder the queen because <laughs> he was Darth Jones. I bet he did stem. <laughs> yeah, but we bought comrades them, just without the AI boobs attached. Comrades, I'm sorry. I, I must stand up here and point out that we are being turned against each other. The true villains in this piece, business majors, were right there. Like, you know, if we're going to drive over anyone with bulldozers, make it the business majors. Yeah, please. I, think, I think we can all agree that the business that the business studies people, like, should be should be the ones that should be taken away first. Um, I'd like to point everyone towards PPE. Yeah, well, I, mean, yeah. They're, I think they're second. Because there is yeah. some, like, political philosophies ostensibly taught on that. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, actually, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm, if we're going to arrange the class hierarchy of degrees, it definitely is PPE is like at the top, you know, followed by like MBAs, followed by, I guess, STEM, and then like arts are on the bottom at this point. So, you know, be a be a member of a proletariat, like study really obscure Greek philosophy and uh, you know Greek poetry, uh, and consider and economics a science. Yeah, fuck. I yeah. think I think they should extend uh, the provision of business degrees. Like try and just keep those people in there until their retirement age. Because like <laughs> a if you, if business, you go to, business, yeah, I was just gonna say if you go to university to study business, that's essentially daycare. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're not doing anything useful, and you're, not, you're certainly not fucking learning anything. Like oh what if I'm if I bring in more money than I spend I make a profit of groundbreaking stuff let me let me study that for three years. Just an unseen university, but everyone is the bustle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, like, there was some statistics in on like the BBC website as to like you know who earns the least money after like graduating and like uh, is it doctors? Know, Degrees in social care and medicine are incredibly low. And it's like, yeah, because the government sets yeah. the fucking wages there. Big fucking surprise. Can't believe, can't believe you spent all those years learning how to work taps with your elbows for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, the other one that's, other, uh, that's, that's down there is farming, like agriculture degrees. And that's, like, for two reasons. It's because half of the agriculture degrees are taken by, you know, insane toffs with webbed feet who just go to that one uh, agri-university. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the other half like actually want to farm and they're all dying on their ass because you know we can't seem to make that work even though that was one of the promises of brexit never mind never mind um but yeah of course the, the, there there were two underlying reasons which were of course much more real is that apparently sunak was like filmed uh in an in an audience full of tories after they explicitly said please turn your telephones off um uh where he oh, told no. them, he told his maybe audience it was, maybe it was a camcorder <laughs> maybe they got um, around that with a clever loophole <laughs> I like the idea of, it, it's like a poker movie where you're just like tapping out his speech on your leg with your uh, with your little Morse code engine um, but yeah basically he told the audience that uh, universities these days are now full of you know people who don't vote for us anyway so we just have to you know once again we have to get rid of the intellectuals and send them to the countryside because uh, otherwise we won't have a new generation of Tories when I did mean, this yeah. come in? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like the, the, the main thing is, of course, and that was slipped out on the side of, of this, you know, just basic cultural bullshit is uh, from September on the government funding for like student loans will t change from like 
uh, 44% to like 19%. So like your loan will increase like by a vast amount. Uh, and they're also lowering the amount uh, at, of like salary you need to earn in order to start paying it back. So right now it's just a hair under 28K a year and it's going to move to 25K a year. And the repayment term is moving from 30 years to 40 years. So, you know, good luck. But this is good. Like we True. don't need people in universities. And also, it's once again, the thing is like, if everybody did, a, did you know, the coding degree they wanted to, then nobody's going to be paid for the fucking coding anymore. And yet, yeah, yeah, but let, just, let's, um, well, that's the point, though, but you should just take out your student loan and spend it on guns. Well, you, this is the thing. It's very, very dangerous to the government to force people into degrees where they're more likely to be able to build contraptions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh uh, sorry. Um, Wait, how are you yeah. doing? Yeah, the Japanese <laughs> Prime Minister of our hearts. <laughs> He's watching the skies so we can watch Britain slide into the sea. So are, are you basically proposing that we make uh, uh, the, the famous game series The Incredible Machine illegal, David? <laughs> I don't know, how many presidents did it shoot? <laughs> Not what enough. we need to do is we need to bring back Scrap Heap Challenge, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> God, that and more Scrap Robot Wars. challenge, but it's all like fucking people from Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all, those, all those Russian guys building the spiky cars. <laughs> Let's check just in on Dave, who's having a lovely, lovely day. <laughs> I just want Sir Killer Lot to just like run down <laughs> a Downing Street, just like battering people. Yes, I know we're moving TV shows at this point. I don't care. Except, except yeah. my joke for what it is. We're just talking about TV shows from the 2000s that had loosely similar themes. Yes. Yeah. Bring back the Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, uh, a Dalek would have cleaned up in Robot Wars. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think Hypnodisc can take a Dalek. One of, those, one of those fucking ramp robots would have fucked them, James. Come on. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> like, honestly, like a flipper bot against a Dalek, that fucker's going to be on its side like a fucking turtle. And, you know, like, it's, it's I mean, just... it's, a question of, it's a question of scale as well. Like, a Dalek's probably like a good couple of weight classes above like the fucking stuff in Robot Wars, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Some of the, some of the house robots were pretty fucking hench. The house robots were, were all designed to be quite more though, are we? No. I was. I was talking about Sir Killer lot. Why yeah. don't we just throw a fucking Gundam in there as well and see what happens? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> no, hang on. I, I, I'm objecting here. I was actually I paying attention to what Rob said there, and you're all making fun of me for it. <laughs> why, don't, why, don't <laughs> include, you? why don't we include like Optimus Prime? <laughs> and Mr. Blobby and Grimace. Uh, what what you're doing, James, is you, you're looking for like you know a serious matchup and stuff. I just want biggest thing to happen. That's entertainment. <laughs> That's how that works now. Yeah. And yet everyone's complaining when I bring in biggest thing that, like, you know, it's outside the way. What do you call them? Um, unfair. What do you call that cunt that Orson Welles voiced in Transformers the movie? You know, the big planet that ate planets. Oh, yeah, the Disinstrostron, I believe it was, or something like so that. Kill a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Space Pac Man. <laughs> I think it was called Paycheck. <laughs> I am trying to build a bridge into the main topic, but it is not easy right now. <laughs> Fuck you. Is <laughs> that the main topic? It's TV shows from the 2000s? Crazy. Yeah. Stop trying to direct us. <laughs> We're tired of being controlled by the man. Maybe you should spend your time in Scrap Beat Challenge building a fucking bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Today, they're trying to build a bridge to get to the main topic. 
<laughs> they have to do it for flimsy pretenses. It is very difficult. Uh, anyway, I thought for so for tonight for our main topic, I thought um, instead of looking at some of the like sort of bullshit that's slightly or massively overshadowed it, but there was a so slightly smaller piece in the Guardian. Um, last week that I thought merited some more reading. Uh, so the uh, Parliamentary Committee on Health and Social Care put out a big new report on uh, dentistry in the NHS. Uh, let me read a little bit from I think oh, this is the opening no. paragraph. MPs demand dentistry overhaul as patients resort to DIY treatment. Reports call for urgent reform as some people, unable to access care, are said to be using pliers to extract rotting teeth. I'm just, like, all the MPs just standing around going, we're all trying to find who did this. It's great. Well, I mean, to their mild credit, it's like much like the Armed Services Committee. The people on this committee actually seem quite livid and think that do things that, you know, think that things should be changing. It's just, you know, by the time they actually get somewhere, it's probably... You know, yeah, but it's, it's, it's easy to be angry and saying, oh, someone needs to do something about this when you're sure that nothing will actually be done about it. See, mm. also... The Corbyn years, frankly. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, what I have done is I've read the whole report and some other stuff, and I thought we should spend a lovely evening, you know, examining more material parts of Britain. Uh, and this time, as does relate to dentistry and teeth. Um, so, okay. this is the... I'm just, I'm just gonna wait, like, and become a fucking frontier dentist in the, in the collapse. It's gonna be great. That's true. You know yeah. Yeah, just, just driving around in a van with a big tooth on the top and just going like, you know what I mean? Like, people, don't pull your own, don't pull your own teeth out with pliers. Let me do it. <laughs> ah, many it's the pliers. ice cream van. Hey. <laughs> yeah. it's like I mean, a really, what's, what's, dentist, dentist, what's a dentist going to do about it? Just pull it out with fancy pliers. What, medicinal pliers? <laughs> Jamie, and then charge you fucking, like, 800 quid for the privilege. <clears throat> Fuck that. Jamie, I, I have to ask genuinely, like, in all seriousness, are you intentionally doing an incredibly obscure and very funny Judge Death origin story bit? Or is it just naturally falling into place? <laughs> what? This is the origin story of Judge Death from the Judge Dread comics. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that answers that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I can remember the origin story and it wasn't anything to do with dentists. <laughs> yeah, it was his. Uh, his dad was a mobile dentist who, uh, like, was a serial killer. Uh, we can argue about it on the wiki after, right? <laughs> All right. Well, the two of you do that, you know, very far away from me. Um, yeah. So <laughs> this is come to your fucking house. <laughs> yeah, he's got a mobile dentistry service, haven't yeah. you heard? <laughs> oh no! I hear the jingle. It's outside the door. Um, <laughs> what jingle anyway, so would a mobile dentist? Van play. Bag of teeth. Can't be fu <laughs> <laughs> Either that or killing in the name of, but uh, yeah. Um, so uh, this is the opening two paragraphs of the summary of the whole report. It is frustrating to have to return to the recommendations made by our predecessor committee 15 years ago that still haven't been implemented. So, you know, thanks for fixing things in the previous 15 years, various governments. 
Rarely has an inquiry been more necessary. Throughout the course of this inquiry, as well as in our roles as constituency MPs, we have heard of stories of people in pain and distress due to being unable to see an NHS dentist. This is totally unacceptable in the 21st century. But I think what you'll find is everybody, presumably also now including the Labour front bench, because, you know, fixing this would cost money, um, is perfectly okay actually with this situation continuing into the far future. Uh, but yeah, don't but worry. It makes us look bad to the Americans or whatever, doesn't it? But but like, don't worry about it. The government is is on it, and they sent their minister, who says, "Look, the government really wants everyone to have access to dental care." So you know, it's an ambition. Uh, they there apparently there should be some reform plans coming up, uh, but nobody's seen the light today, and we don't really know, you know, where they are or whether they'll, they'll actually you know fix the things they need fixing. They're going to uh, means test the pliers. Uh, well, I mean, it's, yeah, sort of. Uh, so basically, like, where we're at now is uh, they, for this report, they did some YouGov polling. Uh, one in five people is not registered with a dentist, but of those unregistered, 47% cannot even find a dentist that does NHS, you know, registered stuff. And even then, 23% can't afford to pay for the treatment, even if they can find uh, an NHS uh, registered dentist, because there's, you know, co-pays in, in the whole system now. Mm. Uh, what according and this is like this is the like the really fucked up thing to be like according to the YouGov poll they did it was like twenty five hundred people or something one in ten admitted to attempting to do their own dental work uh, half of them in the last two years and thirty percent as recently as last year so you know that's like um, and similarly one in ten people haven't been to a dentist in a decade uh, see I blame I blame Bob Mortimer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, went on, he went on um would i lie to you and like fucking one of the oh, things yeah. was like he does his own dent he does his own dental work and it turned out to be true he's got a dentist chair that he puts on the fucking the kitchen island of his home <laughs> and like just gets up there with a mirror and fills his own teeth Jeez, with jesus with what christ uh with i can't remember the name of it but he apparently heard, overheard his dentist silly putty like, no, you overheard his dentist ordering the stuff they do fillings with, remembered the name, and then bought some online. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, that is real psycho behavior. Yeah. How dare you? The man's a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we, uh, uh, we heard first-hand reports of patients extracting their own teeth at home people forced to travel for hours to appointments, a young person not able to get timely orthodontic treatments, individuals experiencing severe social isolation due to their worsening oral health and the toll that this can take on their mental health and social well-being. This, once again, is totally unacceptable in the 21st century. So, you know, like, it made, you know, I, I, I don't think I need to explain it, but, like, you know, having some base level of health care for your for your teeth is incredibly important not just for like you know being healthy as in as in the physical thing but also for your like mental state uh, etc and naturally of course you know those in the poorest areas specifically the northeast and the northwest are the ones the most likely to miss out on dental health care because they are not always but sometimes located in what are known as uh, dental deserts uh, where there is literally no health care for you know two or three hours drive at very minimum yeah uh including 
We all it, just we all just cut about with like I mean my, my teeth look like a fucking civil war cemetery. It's but it's fine. <laughs> Uh, I mean, also included in those with the least access, so apart from people, you know, in deprived areas, uh, include naturally people entitled to free uh, care on the NHS, including young children, young people in general, pregnant people, those on benefits, minorities, those with complex needs, such as those as autism and special educational needs, the homeless, refugees, and of course, asylum seekers who have specific extra barriers put in their way because they are, quote unquote, not paying into the NHS, so they have even less right to dentistry services than you already do it's uh -huh. it's a it, it is a vile and fucked up system um last i checked them um, I, I would have to fucking pay into getting the dentistry done anyway so um mm -hmm. fuck you just give them it uh, and yes, of course, you know, given that it's already difficult for people to access it and then even more difficult to pay for it, the rising cost of living crisis and the lack of matching wages, of course, means that, you know, this crisis is getting worse. And of course, you know, um, the, so the system that we now have basically like, I'll tell you a little bit about how it does work and like how it's how it's, you know, constituted, but like most people like significant chunks of people don't understand how the current like nhs dentistry system work uh, they don't understand the difference between a gp and a dentist for example technically you don't need to live in like the catchment area like you would do for a gp in order to make an appointment so like you can go anywhere in the country except that you really can't because most dentists still maintain a patient list um, and it can take up to three years if you're trying to register with like nhs payment to, to get on yeah. there so like and even then uh you know the, the i read some stories about like if for every single patient that like comes on the the patient list of a dental clinic under nhs payment like 300 more append themselves by the end so this is like the crisis getting like bigger every single fucking day um and the only like uh, uh so you have this really fucked up system where like you can't get registered but even if you are registered practices can and like do just drop you out of their patient list if you haven't come in in under 18 months so if you don't go like every literally every year even though you might not need it you might lose your coveted spot and once you lose it you might as well not have fucking healthcare, uh dental care at all at this point it's fine though because if you if you go every year you don't need to pay for it right uh, uh, you fucking do because the cunts yeah, on money grubbing bastards are the worst they fucking are like, kind of medical practitioners. I hate my, them. Um, I fucking hate my them. Favorite, my favourite thing about going to the dentist is how you have to sit in the fucking like peasant's waiting room and then like occasionally a fucking, do you know what I mean? There'll be like 20 of you crammed in there and then occasionally someone comes in who's on private and they like a, f a flock of fucking angels like descend from the heavens to carry them <laughs> to the private waiting room. Oh. Just fuck it. It's just great like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's but, basically yeah, like hedonism your, your mouth, walking through the lounge. Yeah, your mouth is not more complicated than mine. So, like, you know what I mean? Fuck off with your private fucking, like, private dentistry. It's like, all oh, right, yeah, okay. It's very important that, like, you, the dentist gets paid more for looking at your, like, expensive teeth. Just, uh, well, I mean, just use your frequent fly miles to get into the special lounge. <laughs> I mean, basically, I mean, look, we all have access to the podcasters' lounge, so you know, for us, no problem. But um, that's that's you know, we should we should be talking that out about behind that the bins, is it? Uh, 
Um, so yeah, you know, of course, in order to understand the system, we must, you know, go back in time a little bit. Although this time, I'm happy to, to report that uh, this history bit involves a lot less Margaret Thatcher and a lot more uh, Tony Blair latter era Labour, circa 2006. Uh, which Sorry, you've just repeated yourself. Yes. <laughs> Uh, like basically historically uh, dentistry was like a big part of the NHS like they did fucking ex extraordinary things so they were never formally like nationalized as the NHS and like healthcare in general was but they did fucking extraordinary things between 1950 and 1951 so right after the creation of the NHS it collectively it refitted 65 and a half million artificial teeth in a year Holy shit, imagine that, everyone. <laughs> That's a clarion call for reforming the current uh, state of NHS dentistry. A free tooth for all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, assuming that, you know, that I don't know what the population was, but given that it's now 80, it must have been like around 50. So, like, you know, that's at least like one artificial tooth on average for every living adult in the UK in the 1950s. In a year. Every single person can expect the minimal rate to be an old-timey prospector. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, basically, like, it's sort of... The, the way it was organised, uh, it, 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 they didn't manage... Even under Nye Bevan, they didn't manage to nationalise all the dentistry clinics. They sort of made agreements, said, okay, you can remain private, but you will... Basically, the NHS will pay you out, and we have sort of a system for, like, making sure you get the payments for the different treatments that you do, and then, you know... It's it's like yeah. it, it it worked. But roughly speaking, it yeah, worked very well. The technical term for those agreements is a mistake. Yes, <laughs> yes, also that. Um, weirdly enough, though, like you know that that um, uh, uh, and Nye Bevan himself knew it because uh, in 1951, uh, the first like charges for uh, healthcare for dental healthcare for uh, dentures in this case uh, was the first ever charges introduced into this brand new NHS, and this was actually the uh, reason for Nye Bevan to resign the government in the end. So you know, already in 1951, it wasn't great, but. Um, how it worked for the longest time and how it sort of still works is you have the local health authorities, of course, are the various guises that look after kids, infants and pregnant women, all of whom are historically and even I mean, now do we, technically entitled do know, to free dental care. Do we know why they're like relented and let the dentists stay private? Because I know, I know like the, you know what I mean? The country was like just recovering from the Second World War, but surely we still have more tanks than the dentists. Yeah, um, it's because that they are absolute cunts, and the Labour Party, at its best, is always at least a little bit melty. All right. Yeah, yeah. And plus they also had a lot of tanks of nitrous oxides, so you know. I mean, it, 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 it was. Uh, uh, I mean, partly it was because they Fuck already up. had to have like such a massive fucking fight with the doctors. I I don't really know why this why this wasn't done. It's a uh, you know, somebody else can inform me as to what happened because I I'm trying to not to yeah. do like. H don't get me started on the fucking opticians either yeah um so well, basically your eyes are just luxury bones jamie yeah so like <clears throat> basically how it worked like i said local health authorities still do but you know this is more like a hypothetical than a reality at the moment uh look after kids infants pregnant women all of whom are still technically entitled to free uh dental care then there's like your regular don't forget, don't forget doll scroungers uh, yeah we still uh we still get them for yeah. free 
uh, you do. Um, and that, but like there's generalized services just run through like the Dentistry GP, uh, which is like I said was always a private service, but mainly run through the NHS. They got contracts through the NHS, and um, you know it just changed with its point of contact over time as the NHS became more marketized, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then the specific like advanced dentistry which only happens in hospital and that's like facial surgery like you know really really high-end really difficult stuff that can only be done in in you know in full-scale hospitals um bas basically prior to 1990 uh there were only like 500 purely private dentists in the whole country and they mainly existed in london just like cater to very wealthy people and foreigners and that kind of stuff um However, by that time, so around 1990, this is where the cracks already start really coming in. Um, under Thatcher, of course, the NHS dentistry funding was significantly reduced. Um, the charges went up uh, and they'd also increased sort of like a, a, an income clawback mechanism so that if you as a dentist earn too much, they would take the money back from you, which, you know, not a bad idea. But as long as you leave everything in private hands, what's going to happen is like the dentists are just going to say well i'll just be private then because the nhs has no mechanism to enforce uh social care for dentists they can only ask nicely and like pay a certain amount of money so in 1990 like i said there were caps introduced as to how much dentists could charge the nhs per patient overall there's like a, a it's literally a price cap uh, and before the latest set of reforms, which is the 2006 dental contract, there were like 400 different charges for different operations that like dentists could hand into the NHS to get refunded. Um, but of course, that, you know, that system wasn't going very well um, until, of course, in 2006, uh, when Tony Blair and the latter era Blair, uh, Labour government stepped in to, you know, fix everything once and for all. Job done. Oh, good. Great. Cool. End of episode. Yeah, glad, Thanks, that, glad that got sorted out in the end. Uh, so this is again from the report. The current contract for NHS dentists was introduced in 2006. The, government, uh, the then government stated that the goal for the contract was that patient access to NHS dental service would improve. Over 50 years later, this goal has not been achieved. And that's to put it very, very fucking mildly. Whoops. Um, How did that mm -hmm. happen? Well, basically, I'm glad you asked, Alistair, because uh, what did happen... Uh, was that they introduced this whole new system uh, of like basically specifically to do with how dentists are refunded through the NHS, uh, which I'll tell they only they only get the money back if they supported the Iraq War. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but basically, this this whole system uh, that, that I want to talk about in a moment, because that's like the root system we still live with today, was introduced without any piloting or testing and over the very strict objections of dentist, dentist lobbyists, patient lobbyists, hospital, literally everybody who knew anything about dental healthcare in the UK said, this is a terrible fucking idea. You should not be doing this. And then the Tony okay, Blair government but... said, now, you know, watch me do this drive. I assume somewhere there was a market that like cried out for these changes. Well, certainly. I mean, I think in my, in the main part, what it was to do with was to like uh, simplify and streamline, but also, of course, mainly was to suppress costs because that was you know the main thing was like they seem to be worried about um, is uh, you know obviously the the you know how much that how much all this is costing the NHS and therefore you know the oh. the put upon taxpayer I guess or whatever pull the other one it's got a fucking bell on the end do you know what I mean like just 
they, they fucking what it was was they had like do you know what i mean just an excess of free teeth that they got from some mysterious location in the middle east and they needed like <laughs> a, a place to sell them i bet <laughs> so yeah oh, come well, and get your new come and get your new depleted uranium dentures <laughs> we've got fucking shitloads of it lying around yeah uh weirdly enough all these crates are marked abu Ghraib. i'm sure it's fine um yeah <laughs> <laughs> so one of the uh one of the things that like uh that happened was you know it's this is sort of a prelude to what's going to happen to healthcare later on is that the like the planning and security of dentistry through the nhs was devolved down to the local commissioners uh which at the time were the if you know little trip through history at the time were the primary care trusts which were replaced in 2012 in the Lansley reforms by the clinical commissioning groups which also didn't work which were in turn replaced by the integrated care systems by Sajid Javid in 2022 which also don't work so you know we just know have to fix this things, are these not just the same are there someone just going around and changing the sign on the door basically the, they're when, like the little they're, they're like the little subunits of the NHS that buy the care um, and but you know yeah. they can't make it's it's like if if the NHS is an internal marketplace these are the buyers within that they're like little regional little doodads that have to like go out on the right. prowl and like buy healthcare. But when they changed them from like fucking whatever it was to something else, what what meaningfully changed there? It made it worse every single time, and also they gave it less right. money every single time. Okay. Uh, the the other thing they did uh the, this like the main part is um so those 400 different charges for like different operations etc were simplified i would say vastly simplified down to three categories so instead of being uh paid for like you know the amount of operations you do the amount of care you provide um now dentists got one annual lump sum from the nhs in re return for an agreed upon number of units of dental activity or uda which is the most fucking tony blair thing i think i've ever fucking read <laughs> fucking hell dental act they're just like going around like yelling at people to chew faster so they get more like they get higher uda score <laughs> <laughs> basically how uh, how udas work they're like sort of um uh, uh, units of time and units of difficulty so like in band one which is worth one uda per thing you do uh like that's just a simple the dentist looks at your teeth makes a diagnosis and gives you some advice that's worth one uda um and if you're gonna go see a dentist this costs you this year um 2580 that's just for the advice bit uh, in band two, uh, where you can get between three, five, and seven UDAs if you're the dentist, uh, that's like that's the basic stuff: root canals, fillings, uh, all that kind of stuff, um, tooth extraction. They're worth between three and seven UDAs, and also they cost you uh, seventy pounds. Uh, and in band three, you can get all of the above, but also like complex stuff like crowns, dentures, and bridges. Um, these this is worth 12 udas to the dentist and cost you 306 80 uh, pounds 80 pence uh, which is up for up 24 pounds from a last bargain week. you need to stop saying uda it sounds like a fucking loyalist paramilitary organization it does yeah. god thank god right i've been sitting here the whole time <laughs> can't believe we've got 12 ulster defense armies in your mouth <laughs> 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 you wake up in the dentist chair and all your teeth are orange. This is really weird. 
Yeah. Strange. Melting down strange. a flute every, for fillings. I was going to say, like, oh. every time every time you open your mouth, flute music plays. <laughs> I like the idea that instead of crabs, they fit tiny bowler hats. <laughs> <laughs> the sash my father flossed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. But so, so, like, this is all, like, this all sounds, like, sort of, you know, streamlined and da-di-da-di-da, but it's, it's, it's not really. It's no, it uh, one of the problems like is like fucking horse shit nonsense. <laughs> Sounds like the exact sort of shit Tony Blair did for everything. Yeah, it's just fucking complete fucking dog shit. Like, the, the, oh, what if what if we like, you know what I mean? Made everything sound like fucking microtransactions in the worst video <laughs> game you've ever played. I mean, it is it's so fucking wild that it's not just we pay the dentist a wage and then we pay the costs. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's, it's central it, government. It, it gets even that's, stupider. That's madness, like, though. Like, Where do you per, fit in like, the KPIs? Yeah, it gets even madder though, because like it's not even that like these these um, the payment per UDA is the same whether or not like you're a dentist in London or in the Northeast or whatever. No, the payments aren't one rate, but they are set on historical practice data. So like if your practice thirty <laughs> years ago was seeing an X number of patients, you get Y money per UDA. And that's the pattern we set in the way back when. And so far as I can tell, that hasn't really been updated. Oh, is that is that set around the same fucking time they decided what council uh, council tax patterns yes. were? It's the same. It's <laughs> literally the same fucking thing. Um, this is I'm reading again from the report. Uh, it, these rates do not really relate to the number of patients in an area, the patient need in the area, geography, or level of deprivation. It's just kind of, you know, <laughs> they just made that shit up on the hoof and then just said, well, this will work fine. And even, it gets it is even not better. a postcode this, lottery because this system is not aware of the existence of postcodes. It gets even better, though. It's even madder than you think. Um, uh, I think up until last year where they made some changes, but like for the last 20 odd years, dentists were penalized if they under delivered on you know the the number of udas set in their annual contracts so if they delivered less than 96 percent of their you know projected actions then they would get penalized but magically they would also be penalized if they over delivered so if you did too many nhs like you know dental care things um you would either not get the money back or like you would actually be be fined for going above and beyond and looking after people on the NHS. Yeah, because that's not your job. Your job is to facilitate the collapse and sale. Like mm -hmm. if it if the, the 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 thing is like if if a dentist in the also like I, said, I think there was some changes recently. I don't really know what the levels are now, but like it it the for the last twenty years, if the if a local dentist goes over a hundred and ten percent of their assigned you know dental units, even when there is a demonstrable demand, and even if the dentist said says I have the capacity to meet this need, they get penalized. So like you set these levels basically with you know a fucking Ouija board, and then you say, well, if you do more, <laughs> if you actually look after people, then you get fucked as well. It's truly fucking mind-bending behavior. You see, this is a, a perfect example of managerialism functioning as it is intended to. I mean, it gets even better. Like, so not only were the levels of like assigned UDAs totally unrealistic, uh, they didn't reduce the workload for dentists, which was one of the problems. But they also don't reward dentists for doing like for training new dentists or like going on training courses. And literally, you get as a dentist, you get zero money for doing anything preventative. 
So there's no point in you like doing stuff before shit gets out of hand. It's it's fucking wild. It's a wild system, you know. It's something that I'm really looking forward to, you know, having having the AI improve under fucking Keir Starmer's leadership. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you don't get paid for preventative stuff because that might not happen. It's just it's just bad bad like value for the taxpayer if you buy all these smoke alarms and then nothing burns down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and and of course, the the end result of all this was, like I said, because technically, you're no like dentists no longer had like a, a um a catchment area, like literally anybody could go anywhere. So like that just made you you know a rational consumer in the teeth market, I guess. Yeah. You know? But of course, in reality, what happened is dentists just kept the old patient list like they still do. And, you know, they still won't see you most times unless you're on a list, even though you technically do have the right to go uh, somewhere. And of course, the other thing they did is, you know, like I said, they cut costs. They set the average like repayment under the UDA system so low that like anytime a dentist takes on an NHS patient, they lose money. And because they're all private practices, if they take on too many NHS patients, they all go bust. That's the... the, It's just... It's insane. I would encourage them to take on more fucking NHS patients then. Go bust. (laughs) Your fucking business model is abhorrent, you fucking cunts. Well, I mean, that's... But that's what they're not doing anymore. You know, most, most dentist practices will now say, if you're an NHS patient, I don't want you. And one of the things that, like, if you... Think this through, right? This, this, it's so fucking mad. Like, right? If if you don't say see a dentist for like a really long time, and you have something wrong with your teeth that starts small and gets progressive worse and worse because you can't go see a dentist, but by the time you maybe finally get the chance to meet one, you know your problem, which might have been fixed with like one UDA, is now worth at least like seven or twelve because you haven't gone so long that. Um, you know that the the nhs dentist if you're lucky enough to find one will spend will need to spend so much of its their budget for which they're not even compensated properly that there's no incentive in the system anywhere for like for helping you because the more complex your need gets the more expensive you become for a dental practice actually do anything about yeah and the the thing about these all being like private practices as well that all of these things are fucking run as a partnership of some kind between yes. a couple of dentists, and they'll maybe have some employee dentists on that might one day become a partner or whatever. So every single fucking one of these cunts that's working on your face is business fucking brained. They're yes, all they, they, like they that. Have they're to all be. looking for as many fucking savings to make and fucking gains to make. They're just they're just cunts of the fucking highest order. Like if you're a dentist, fuck you. I mean, the the report does make clear that like even for dentists who say and you know maybe they're maybe they're lying but let's let's assume that there are you know that there are some good people there who just want to do good and want to just help people you know like if we assume yeah, that yeah, doctors, call doctors and nurses yeah exactly but like even they, if even if they wanted to they are constrained under this system so much that they can't at the risk of going bankrupt uh, you know, but don't worry about it. You know, business mindset did set in between 2006 and now. Um, I'm going to read this from the report again. Uh, so the, the Department of Health and Social Care, um, in between, you know, the almost 20 years that this stupid thing has been running, um, the department embarked on a dental contract reform program that involved a series of pilot 
pilots, in which, at its peak, the NHS Business Services Authority was working with over 100 prototype practices, testing a new approach to delivering and paying for NHS de dentistry. All prototype testing ended in 2022 without any results because even the most likely prototype, prototype couldn't be seen to work in, syst in practice, i.e. the system had become such a violent mess that it can't be fixed anymore. Oh, okay, that's fine. Never mind. So, I mean, it, back to it, the drawing board. We raise every dentist and then we start again. <laughs> of course, you know, this system already teetering under the fucking strain uh, was not improved by um, uh, the appearance of COVID, which obviously made it very difficult to do dental work during a pandemic spread by close contact and coughing and such and the like. Um, yeah. Hence, in, in the last two years, there's been a dramatic fall in the number of UDAs reported by dentists and also of the corresponding treatments. Basically, you couldn't go to the doctor unless it was super urgent. Um, and that has now meant that, you know, apart from the existing backlog, which is already terrible, you now have another massive backlog of all, a lot of like people who should have been seen two years ago whose dentistry problems mm -hmm. are getting worse by the day, but they, ca they can't be seen because they can't find a dental practice that would still take your NHS money if, if you were. So like, and because these people are going longer and longer without being seen, the problem gets progressively worse. And the worse your problem gets, the less likely you are to be seen because you cost too many UDAs for the dentist who does NHS stuff if you're lucky enough to find one. Yeah, my partner gets um, dentistry on the NHS. And she is, I think, within the next couple of months, finally getting um, a root canal done that's been required and that's been over a year and a half she's waited for yeah. from being told you need that appointment to actually getting it with like three cancellations and reschedules in between that i mean it, it gets it gets even fucking wilder uh because currently there's like the the, the nhs budget for nhs england i should specify uh budget for like dental care overall is about 300 billion is, is 3 billion uh a year give or take uh, but currently this year, there's a 400 million pound underspend of that money. Uh, and I'll let, um, again, this is from the, the report, I'll let Professor Nick Barker, a dentist and teacher at the University of Essex, explain why. The 400 million underspend in dentistry is related to the fact that practices are not able to contractually provide what they are expected to provide. Therefore, the option is to carry on muddling through or to say, nah, I'll hand this contract to the NHS back or I'll hand an element of this contract back which is of course how you end up underspending a vital service that you know millions of people desperately fucking need mm -hmm. <laughs> it gets even more fun because now you have the um, the integrated care service and well uh, one of the things that that the that the latest like the Sajid Javid uh, uh, reforms of these local care trusts did, uh, which they're all now called integrated care systems, is they they moved dentistry in with like a lot of other medical services. So they all fall under the same umbrella, but they also fall under the same money umbrella, which means that if you underspend by like 400 million, let's say, or, you know, a couple billion your local uh, uh, area in this fiscal year, that means next year, the pro you know, the pressure is really on because, you know, it's all coming out of the same budget now. So if you're looking at it from just a numbers Foxteen perspective, you say, oh, well, we didn't spend as much on dentistry this year as we did last year. Therefore, why not shunt the money over into social care, which is also desperately yeah. needed, but of course, just moves the problem from sector A to sector B. Yeah. 
And I mean, I should say, apparently this year, so like 2023, there's like a, a, a ring fence. So like you're not allowed to, to do that, to do that movement. But, you know, it's even then it's incredibly hard to like shift mid-year from like underperforming dentists who don't do NHS stuff to like those, like I'm going to say, call them the good ones who do want to do a lot of stuff on the NHS. And as a side side note, like the, the report also makes it clear that so far as I'm aware, none of these, the boards that run these like local integrated care services, none of them have a dentist on the board that runs the thing. They have a lot of other doctors, but no dentist. So those other doctors will, of course, fight for their own specialties first and then be like, oh, yeah, teeth. Mm -hmm. It, it doesn't exactly. really much matter anymore anyway, because like since 2022, so like even after the pandemic ended, uh, 3,000 more dentists have stopped working with the NHS because like the system is so fucked that it's like, well, A, why should I? And B, I can earn, you know, vastly more in private. And half of the remaining ones that do still work with the NHS actually reduce their commitments to like seeing patients on NHS funding. Yeah. All of that, I can just, I can believe that uncritically. Like just any experience I've had with them and either a fucking actual using the cunts for their service or in a personal capacity. Yeah, David will believe anything you tell him about like dentists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it it gets it gets even fucking wilder. I mean, this whole report is just like is just like I mean, it, it's it's so fucking wild. So if we're talking about the workforce, right? So the number of dentists, dental surgeons, uh, you know, specialized uh, nurses, all the people who do, who do the actual stuff. Um, we don't really know how many there are or what they... Well, we do know how many there are. We don't know what they do. Um, this is, I'm quoting from the... What the is report. a dentist? Uh, Ian Brack, the chief executive and registrar of the General Dental Council, said, I can tell you that at the end of the year, there were X dentists, Y dental nurses, Z therapists. I do not know if that is actually what the UK needs. I just know that that is what there were. I do not know where they work. I do not know what they are doing. I don't know how many hours they work. This is all I know. So even if we wanted to fix things, we have no fucking clue what these people are doing. None. Like, and apparently we don't even know if like all these dentists and like professionals are in the actual country. They literally the, could the, be in Australia, Rob, but they could wait, not. Rob, what? Were the, were the dentists fucking raptured? Yes. <laughs> they could have literally packed up to fucking Australia or like Sorry, to, to right, but they, this is a bit that's actually fucked me up. Like the rest of it, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, but hang on. They don't, they, what? How can they, like they've got them registered and don't know whether they're actually working and operating in the UK? Extreme no. the ends in the Lord of the Rings. We lost them. <laughs> How did... So, could they... Right, forgive me if I come off as really naive here, but could they be receiving NHS, like, you know, charging for NHS services, etc., but not actually doing them? Uh, maybe. I'm sure that, you know, fraud exists, because it, you know, can't not. But, you know, like... It, <laughs> and then, yeah. of course, you know, you, you think, well, that's that's, you know that's a big fucking problem um but you know it, it does really matter that much because again from the report any contract reform so through this absurd dental contract system that we built in 2006 under tony blair um any contract reform now will almost certainly be too late for those dentists who already have left the nhs or are considering considering doing so in the near future which may i just remind you is nearly all of them the government must, must urgently introduce incentives to attract and retain dentists to undertake NHS work, which, you know, fat fucking chance because, uh, you know, hard choices have to be made and your teeth uh, are not among them.
so like now, uh, this is briefly coming back on an earlier point, we are so short on dentists in the UK that there now exist these things, like I said before, they're called dental deserts. Um, Humber is a, is a good example. North Yorkshire has 31 dentists serving 100,000 people. That's like, that's, that's not even close to enough. Uh, like that's that's about like 25 percent under the average um this is not just a desert in terms of like how many they service but it's also more specifically a dental desert is where no dentist in your area within like a two or three hour drive and that's being very generous for your area none of them will accept new nhs patients and i include by the way in that number uh children um, one in 10 local authorities in the whole of England do not have a single practice that will accept new NHS patients. 80% uh, of them in total refuse new kids and 90% refuse new adult patients because the waiting list already so long that, you know, uh, there's, they will, there's no point. They will you ring them, you say, I have, uh, you know, I have a four-year-old with a real problem and they'll just say, sorry, I can't help you and then hang up. Because that's how the system is designed to put you in the hands of private care, you know, and good luck paying for it. It's it, it, it's it. And then, you know, of course, you might be thinking and I know weird, like in, in the world post Brexit, but you might be thinking, well, what if we get some foreigners in, you know, like we did for nursing and doctors and all kinds of other things? Well, we can. But even if they uh, have like done their cross qualification um, to 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 work in the UK, they can't work under the NHS unless they do specific NHS foundation training, which takes extra years. And like, if you've moved over and you can work private for more money, why would you do more training, NHS foundation training, to earn less? What? Why would you do that? Uh, apparently, it gets even fucking stranger because like, not only you know, are 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 the, the the foreigners that we want to come in to take care of this incredibly real need. Um, uh are, are shunted into the private sector they there's still like about 1700 of them waiting on their equivalency exams but the backlog is up to 18 months uh, this is again from the report there are overseas qualified overseas dentists currently working as uber drivers due to delays in being able to take the necessary exams there is a very cool. simple solution to this and it is just here is a fucking minimum amount this is how much you all have to do of nhs work Fuck up if you don't like it, and if it's going to be a financial issue for you, sell one of your fucking Audis. Like, just fuck off. Do the fucking job that you're supposed to be doing. It's a care job. Fucking do it. Like, I don't yeah. care. It's a fucking service to society, not something that you're supposed to be fucking creaming money off currents for. Hate them so much. Yep. I mean, you know, I, I, you, like you're right, but like, I mean, the, the thing is that the thing that they try to keep in mind is not like the prick Audi with the, the, the prick with like three Audis in a big private practice and, you know, a shiny office. It's like this system also genuinely traps like, I don't know how rare they are, but let's assume they're out there. Like the, the, the people who, who, who want to do the thing you say, you know, who, who want to, you know, just have a normal life and serve their community and just help people be mm -hmm. better. Like, just have yeah. normal fucking lives. Even they yeah, can't the same do this time, because this system is designed to fuck them out of it. Yeah, uh, do, do you know another system that works a lot like that? It's called the police, and we say fuck them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's there for a fucking specific purpose, and it never fucking delivers it. And can you be a part of it and have it change? Can you fuck? Like, it just... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just sick of it. I, I'm sick of these cunts. 
I just like, the thought of fucking charging people for healthcare is just complete yeah, fucking sick. anathema to the fun. basic tenets of a fucking normal and functioning society that actually gives a fuck about people. So the fact that these cunts are allowed to fucking continue to exist as they are, even at that, is ridiculous. I mean, so, you know, like you might, at this point, like the question is, of course, so what happens to those, the many, the millions, I should say, who don't have the money to go private? So what happens to them? Uh, let me read you a few passages from the report. As a result of not being able to, to see an NHS dentist, some people have taken, have teeth crumbling in their mouth and are in severe physical and mental pain and are begging for morphine rather than treatment. This, of course, you know, the amount of pain right. being caused and the amount of um, uh, treatment not taking place causes more ensuing visits to A&E because, of course, that's the only place you can mm-hmm. still go, which adds, of course, more stress to an already crumbling system. You know, we've just come out of a bad winter and we're going to get go into an even worse one. Let me quote again. Not being able to access a dentist also makes people feel self-conscious about their teeth, and this can affect their work and social interactions, as well as those of other family members. It affects how people feel as they walk down the street and whether they want to talk to other people. In one instance, wearing a mask during the pandemic was seen as a positive thing because it made people feel less worried about their teeth and therefore what other people would think of them. So it's not just purely medical stuff as to whether you're in pain. It li- this shit literally impacts your ability, not just like to function in society, but how comfortable you feel with like friends or family members or, you know, your ability to, to literally leave the door and go do something because you're so worried that people look at you and think, what the fuck is up with that person, you know? It's, it's mind... It, I... <laughs> It's mind-bending. Like, how dare you, how dare you do this to people? You know, for like, it, it, the, the assessment at the moment is, you know, like I said, this costs the NHS about 3 billion a year. The estimate, and this from like the dentist's own, I think, lobby organization, so assume this is an inflated number, but whatever. They said, oh, what we need is instead of 3 billion a year, we need 4 billion a year. That would fix a lot. But, you know, hey, we can't spend a billion for starving fucking children, can we? So... What's, what do you think the chances are of them fixing the fucking, fixing the fucking dentistry? Tories are definitely gonna, not going to fucking do this. You know, like... It, yeah, no chance. It's, it's just deliberate starvation. I do believe that. This is deliberate starvation. A, just a part of you to just get you to hate the NHS, you know, even if it's trying to do its best, and to get you to give your money to the private sector. Like, are you a child? Are you a pregnant woman? Are you a minority or a refugee or like anyone basically not rich, white and male? Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, just, yeah. to, just, just to wrap this up, I'll read one more bit because I'm, I'm really genuinely fucking angry and upset. And quite frankly, if you're listening, you should, this should be the kind of shit that drives you mad. And nobody's talking about it because we're all too busy just talking about whatever fucking bullshit all the day is. Whereas this is an actual fucking scandal taking place. And the only place you're going to read it is like three small copies in the Guardian and a report that I swear to God, it'll be me and five other weirdos who read this. Uh, Anyway, just to close this out from the Guardian. This is a, they got some letters from, um, for people following the the news story they published about this report. Um, This is a a reader writing in who was told that his previous, that his dentist who was previously accepting NHS money 
was now going fully private and his st- his appointment that he'd waited on months and months uh, was now cancelled. But, you know, hey, why not? Um, they said, look, we're now private. We can immediately offer you the same appointment on the same day at the same time, but just now in private. Uh, in private. And I'll let uh, the letter writer um, end this out. At the conclusion of the call, I was told that a secure payment link would be sent to my phone so that I could pay 50% upfront within 48 hours. Otherwise, the appointment would be cancelled. In the course of a text message, a phone call and a hyperlink, my lifelong relationship with NHS dentistry was summarily ended with no consultation and no explanation. I shall not have to resort to using pliers, but I suspect that some patients will. And I'm really glad to see that fucking... Keir Starmore is hanging out with Tony Blair today. Fuck all of you. Shall I, uh, shall I cop to something here? Um, I am an NHS dental patient. And on Friday, I actually was, I was meant to have an appointment, but I was not well. I woke up and I wasn't able to attend. And uh, so the guy's like, oh, great. Okay. Uh, so when would be good for you to come in? And I was like, well, when's good for you? And he says, okay, uh, how about September? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so... You know, Jesus. topical, Rob. Very good timing. Yeah, it's just, just fucked. Like, every single fucking time I hear about somebody going to the dentist, it's absolutely... It's either a fucking horror story of fucking... Yeah. Right. It's a horror story of fucking general admin like that, where you're having to wait, and you know, fucking... I'll, two seconds, I'll forecast my life fucking six months into the future to see if I'm all right for half an hour with you. Um, or, or it's hearing about how one of them's fucking really well off, and, you know, they're looking at buying a fucking bigger mansion or whatever. I'm just sick of them. I hate them so fucking much. Yeah. And like, I mean, even Fuck under them. the current idiot system, two billion a year, fucking pennies, pe- pe- pennies. You know, we sent three and a half billion in like free arms to Ukraine last year. For two billion, yeah. like one billion would fix it. For two billion, you could probably like actually get people fixed. And like I said at the beginning, when the NHS was introduced, when dentistry was, you know, not made fully part of it, but was, was certainly, you know, much more tightly controlled and, and did much more good, they, they f- literally fixed millions upon millions of teeth in a year. It's, it's, yeah. It's not that fucking hard. It's not, it's not hard. You're not asking for the world. We're not even, you know, full communism tomorrow, yes, but like even under this idiot system, you could, you could fix this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would just need to piss a bunch of pricks off, and that's good, actually. You could even keep the pricks and like just give them a billion more. That would also, you know, maybe not fix it instantly, but go a long way. You don't even need to do that. Yeah, I mean, you should, but you don't even need to do that. Like, you don't rip the system out, root and branch, and reform it. Yes, but you don't even need to do that. That's the craziest thing. Yeah, I mean, the axe must be laid at the root of the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> well, tune into the um, the upcoming bonus episode to hear more about um, strong fiscal rules and why things like that just aren't possible. Mm-hmm. Do we have common or commentary? I'm 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 done at this point. I can't, you know. We we don't for this one. No, um, the comment or commentary that's for the other episode. Would you uh Would you like something to lighten the mood to finish us out? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.
You can listen to that episode on patreon.com forward slash praxiscast um, as and when it comes out, uh, date TBD. Uh, you can also catch us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash praxiscast, uh, streams on Wednesday and Thursday evenings, and also other random 23 hour streams dotted about yeah. other than that. Um, Good for what ails you. It is. <laughs> And um, yeah, merch as well. Merch is available at praxiscast.tml.com. And yeah, catch you, catch you either on the bonus or next week, whatever comes first. Yeah.